If you want to fulfill your potential or help other people fulfill their potential so you can feel great and get the rewards and respect you deserve, then I want to give you a free physical copy of my new best-selling book because you deserve to know the truth. The most important things for fulfilling your potential are not tips, tricks, hacks, therapy, coaching, meditation, breathwork, goal setting, journaling or finding your why. I know it sounds irrational because we're so used to hearing about using these things to help us fulfill our potential. But these approaches are outdated and ineffective and they are based on a big lie. To find out more and get your free physical copy of Dr. John Finn's best-selling book, The Habit Mechanic, go to tougherminds.co.uk. Welcome to another Tougher Minds podcast. In this episode, we're looking ahead to the new Tougher Minds Team Power course, which starts on the 6th of September at Leeds Business School. We spoke to Dr. John Finn to learn more. He explained a key concept in the course is the idea of the VUCA world. VUCA is an acronym which stands for Volatility, Unpredictability, Complexity and Ambiguity. It was coined by the American military. It's now used in business and industry to describe the rapid change and shifting demands that are evident in many sectors. Dr. John Finn started the podcast by explaining that the eight-week Team Power course will benefit anybody in a leadership role now or in the future and the unique nature of this Tougher Minds program. For the first time ever, we're running an open course for people from any organisation who can come on to learn about our team power coaching program for leaders. So so increasingly we're finding that in this VUCA world, businesses and organisations are becoming more and more interested in how do they create powerful teams. Because we understand that we need to be more efficient and effective than we ever have been before. Uh, lots of businesses are changing their work styles to agile or lean styles to, to facilitate that. And that comes back to creating powerful teams. And the, the programme that we're running is designed to give leaders and future leaders an insight into how they can help their people to make the small changes every day that allow them to be um, efficient and effective, but that also allow them to keep evolving and to keep progressing the thing, the, the core thing that we actually need to do to survive and flourish in the, in the VUCA world. The way we understand creating powerful teams, we, we call this team power. Um, and we have a model for team power and we have kind of five steps that, that of five, five elements that a team needs to go on on their journey to the top of their collective mountain or to achieve their goal. And this is a, a framework that organisations and leaders can use to try to ensure that their teams are being as as efficient and effective as possible and ultimately powerful. We always start with the first step and we call this me power conditioning because if um, team members are not purposely trying to be at their best it's going to be really hard to create a powerful team. The things that we understand organisations need to provide for their people if they're going to help them to 
to deploy what we call me power conditioning. People purposely been at their best. Uh, we can probably could explain it in, th- in three three ways. So we think that if if your people are going to understand how to be their best, they need to understand the VUCA world. The world is changing faster than it ever has done before, and VUCA is a military term that was coined to uh, to explain the the complexity of the of the post Cold War world, um, and increasingly, as technology evolves, we are seeing that the the business world is is changing in a, in a similar way. You've mentioned the first stage. There's a further two. If you perhaps could give us a summary of those, John, and then, then we might have a chance in this podcast to look in more detail at each of them. Yeah, so we, we've got to empower our people to understand the VUCA world. Then we need to empower our people to understand themselves and, and the people they're working with and each other because we are not necessarily designed to thrive in the VUCA world and therefore it's challenging and a deeper insight into ourselves and how we're designed and what we're designed to do is very empowering to actually help us to be at our best more often. The final thing we need to help people to to understand is that what they practice every day is what they get really good at. And that means that we have to, with our with our people in our organisations, create workplaces, create environments, actually keep reminding people to keep practising the kind of habits that allow them to be at their best more often. Well, that sounds uh, an interesting three-part process, as you say. Um, if we can look at the first step of that in greater detail, you, you've talked then about empowering people in a group or an organisation to understand this, this volatile nature, the V in VUCA, uh, the uncertainty, the complexity and the ambiguity of, of the modern world. We, we see media reports about shifting demands and changes in business and industry. How, how do you go about empowering people with that sort of collective understanding? I think you have to make it real for people and allow them to, you know, we're interested in the next 10 minutes as human beings typically, but, so we have to allow people to step back and just put some perspective on what's happened in the world. Um, the data of company stability, company performance, if we look at the big indexes like the FTSE 100, they show us that companies are failing faster than ever before and they're growing faster than ever before. So they're more volatile in, 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 the, in the current years than they were in the 90s and the 80s. So there, there's something fundamentally shifting about what happens. If we look at just our local data, we see big companies consistently announcing big changes to the way they're structuring themselves. So we saw Rolls-Royce do that recently, um, losing 4,500 jobs so they can restructure how they work. We saw uh, Citibank talking about automating uh, up to 10,000 of their technology and operations jobs. We see uh, Jaguar Land Rover talking about moving work to Eastern Europe and then revamping the UK factories so they're able to produce the next generation of electric uh, cars. So we see this change all around us. And the thing that's driving it is technological innovation. So the sort of technology that got us to where we're at today were things like the print press and um, vaccination and pasteurisation and the, the automobile and the telephone. 
more recently the computer and the internet. But those technologies took a long time to develop and establish themselves. Now we're seeing technology is evolving and changing faster and is, is getting embedded into our daily lives faster. So the most, um, it's talked about as the most successful product ever made is a smartphone. A smartphone didn't exist 10 years ago. Now there's more smartphones than there are people on the planet. Um, and if you then focus on that idea, app developers didn't exist 10 years ago. Computer cloud specialists didn't exist 10 years ago. Social media managers didn't exist 10 years ago. So I think we need to just help people to step back and put some perspective on the world is changing at a real fast rate and it is real and it is impacting on, on what I need to do um, in order to be at my best. And I believe you would also point out in, in, in the process of, of passing on that understanding that that's very much in the world of work but also in everyone's daily life and there's a connection between the two as well which has consequences. Yes, because... What your kids are doing is different, and we we are designed to pay attention to threats. That mechanic was broadly designed to pay attention to lion, tigers, and bear types of threats. Uh, but we don't see those necessarily on the high street. What we get is a lot of often imaginary social status sort of threats, and the response system we have for those threats isn't really appropriate, so it can cause a lot of damage to people, which is why we're seeing think people would agree a crisis of, of well-being at the moment yeah it's an interesting uh, first step and um, I believe when you do work with an organization or a group um, this this initial process does have quite an impact yes because I think it just helps to consolidate insight um, and that this is real and it is actually happening in my life the concept that was coined by the American military, actually, that, yeah, that is happening in my life. I get that. Um, but it's even more powerful when you connect it to the understanding that you we're not helpless here, there's something that we can do. Okay, so that's the first step, then, in, in, in your me power conditioning and conditioning, as you describe it, in a Tougher Minds programme. The second stage is to empower people to understand themselves and each other. Tell us... In, in greater detail about that, if you would. Well, if we're recognising that the world is probably possibly more challenging than it ever has been before, if we're going to help ourselves, we need to understand ourselves better. We don't understand ourselves very well, typically, because most of what we're doing is mindless activity. It's A habit, in other words. It's habit, it's um, subconscious, it's just ticking away. Um, and we increasingly understand that. So we have to understand, if we're going to understand how to make small changes to help ourselves to be even better than we already are and to help ourselves to be well and to be healthy and to be happy and to be at our best more often in 21st century life we need to understand what's going on up there in our brain and why some of those automated processes are not particularly helpful for flourishing in 21st century life and if, if we want to make a change what are the mechanics at brain level that actually help us to make the change? Um, so that insight, again, is very is very powerful because it makes the invisible, what's often the intangible, actually real and therefore controllable. And just by giving that insight, you're starting to give people more control over their lives. 
And again, from, from what I understand, when, when you do uh, deliver a program um, and that people are given that insight, it can have quite a profound effect. Yes, um, because it helps people to think about themselves in a completely different way. Often we are brought up to understand that we're fixed and we are what we are and that's it. But the science doesn't agree with that at all. Um, in science we talk about nature plus nurture and we increasingly understand the power of practising things and it's really informing who we are because we have a, a brain which is changing all the time via a process called neuroplasticity. Um, and we can create a new mindset, one that's about helping us to flourish in the VUCA world. We have to do that very purposefully. We're in the Tougher Minds offices in Leeds, and of course Leeds is going to be the venue for the new Team Power course starting on the 6th of September. Uh, go to tougherminds.co.uk forward slash leadership dash coaching. That's tougherminds.co.uk forward slash leadership dash coaching. All the information's on that page, and um, you'll find out more details about the breakdown of the course. It'll be hosted at Leeds Business School, and as you said at the start of this podcast, John, the first time this program of training has been offered to individuals on, on general sale if you like outside of, of major programs delivered internally for large organizations so i'd encourage people to, to check that out um, we've we've talked then about the first two stages of this me power conditioning um, the final stage as you described it is is creating an environment that helps people to build what you describe as helpful habits consistently and daily if you would explain that for us so knowing is one thing. Knowing what might be helpful to do is one thing. Doing it is another thing. And if we think about us being at our best, the thing that will help us to do that are our habits. And we talk about vital habits. So there are, there are things that, when most people do these, and I think we can probably go even to when everybody do, does these things, life just gets easier for them and the first vital habits we're talking about are things like sleeping well eating well exercising properly um, good stress management spending less time thinking about unhelpful things being productive so you can be more creative and innovative understanding how to manage your confidence um, build robust confidence levels understanding um, or having habits around good leadership to help others to get the best out of themselves. So we know that there are some universal things in the VUCA world that actually seem to make life a lot easier. So it's okay then, okay, I know that those habits are going to be helpful for me. Then what I'm going to need is some knowledge and some skills to help me to learn how to deploy those habits. And they're going to be different for everybody, but we need some knowledge and some skills. But the final thing we're going to need is what we call a habit program or environmental design because we're only going to be able to practice and establish these new habits if we, if we focus on them every day. And to do that, we're going to have to be reminded to do that. Um, so we're going to have to create our workspace in a way that actually keeps triggering and reminding us to do, to deploy the kind of habits that actually help us to be at our best and that are going to help us to help our colleagues to be at their best. And, and how might that sort of insight work in, in sort of practical everyday life? For instance, let's look at just two aspects of that. The, the sleep idea. Um, 
obviously that's a, a more personal thing in people's lifestyles. Um, what are the consequences of poor sleep and, and how might people go about improving their quality of sleep? Well, it seems that the data is very compelling. The consequences of not sleeping well probably affect everything you value in your life. Um, and just knowing that and knowing some of the details of that so we can connect poor sleep to um, poor future mental health. We're going to connect poor sleep to making poor decisions. Um, it goes on. Just But just knowing that gets people's attention. And then what we have to do is, if people are compelled, OK, well, I w- I'd like to make a change, we have to give them the, the practical uh, knowledge that allows them to do that, but then also keep triggering that habit. So a good sleep has to become part of the conversation at work, and it should be something we're talking to people about. Um, and there are quite clever... Um, strategies we can use and we pull from our six change factors framework to actually help people to um, keep building a helpful habit and and the second strand then you talked about um, consistency if you like and 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 um consistently working on developing these helpful habits i know you often use a uh, parallels to sport and it'd be fair to say you, you play how you train you've got to adopt this for the long term yeah you get good at what you practice ultimately so people say how long does it take for a habit to build often tongue-in-cheek say 21 days but I don't, that isn't true um habits are very complicated i mean what does a habit look like it's very hard to tell if they exist you know that um, we understand that sometimes it can take up to a year for a habit to build but I think the thing to think about is that you get good at what you practice so if you keep practicing something you'll get good at it and it'll be consistent and also think about if, you've, if you have unhelpful habits and we all ultimately do have un- unhelpful habits think about how long you've been practicing those things for and how well they're embedded and again when you work with people in, in business in education in industry um it seems to me that they do report to you, albeit, as you said, it's a long-term process. They start to see gains and benefits relatively soon, and, and that encourages them to, to persevere. Yep, sure. Only this week I had an email from someone who we worked with a few days ago saying, I've been trying these ideas, and uh, they're already having impact. So, yeah, that's real. It's just then having the habit programme in place to keep the momentum going keep the change because we like new different exciting things but life isn't smooth it goes up and down um, so it's important therefore to keep on top of yourself to keep reflecting and to keep planning um, to practice the kind of behaviour that allows you to be at your best but you know willpower here isn't enough we need to bring the environment into play here as well using triggering and rewards and penalties and this kind of thing to help make it easier for us to establish those habits in a similar way to the world of gamification, I'd say more sophisticated. And this course, this this Team Power course in Leeds starting in early September, this will equip participants with this this insight so they can implement it in their organisations and teams then? Yes. Yep, so we're going to work all the way through our programme and across the eight weeks give people a real robust experience of making successful change themselves and even if they might already be 
very good at that. We're going to give them a way to understand that in a very clear, scientifically based way that they can go back and discuss with real authority um, with the people they're working with every day. And Leeds Business School, the venue, um, a good environment for it and uh, a prestigious host to have for the course. Yes, it's great to have a partnership there and it's great to be in that environment um, and for it to be so um, easy to, for people to get to actually, whether they, they live regionally or whether they live further afield. So two hours on the train from London and it's a ten minute walk from the station so that's good. You've been operating in uh, the City of London and uh, in the United States recently, what's it, what's it like to be back in Yorkshire offering this course? Um, well if the weather stays like this it's going to be very good um, but no it's exciting because the world of change is across the developed world for sure and it's hitting all regions and fast-growing cities like Leeds. They need this kind of support as much as anybody does. Only yesterday, the editor of the Yorkshire Post was telling me he's just written an article about artificial intelligence use um, in accountancy and how that is ultimately taking people's jobs. So it's real. It's here, and we have a huge accountancy presence in Leeds. So this is real. It's affecting people's lives. It's only going to affect people's lives more. So we need to be proactive and put our best foot forwards to give ourselves the best chance of helping ourselves and our organisations to flourish in a time which is for sure very challenging, but there's a lot of opportunities at the moment as well, because with change brings opportunity, and it will be the early adopters of these ideas that in 10 years' time are head and shoulders above everybody else. And we're already seeing that data from the people who are adopting these um, purposeful development mindsets very deliberately in their organisations. The new Tougher Minds Team Power course starts on the 6th of September at Leeds Business School. There are limited places available to ensure the best learning environment for every participant. For more information on the course, go to tougherminds.co.uk forward slash leadership dash coaching. That's tougherminds.co.uk forward slash leadership dash coaching. Thanks for listening. If you want to fulfill your potential or help other people fulfill their potential so you can feel great and get the rewards and respect you deserve, then I want to give you a free physical copy of my new best-selling book, Because You Deserve to Know the Truth. The most important things for fulfilling your potential are not tips, tricks, hacks, therapy, coaching, meditation, breathwork, goal setting, journaling or finding your why. I know it sounds irrational because we're so used to hearing about using these things to help us fulfill our potential. But these approaches are outdated and ineffective and they are based on a big lie. To find out more and get your free physical copy of Dr. John Finn's best-selling book, The Habit Mechanic, go to tougherminds.co.uk.